Welcome to Different Gravy, Not Just Another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host has been writing a series of movies based on the last few games. This weekend's is entitled Circling the Plug Hole, Part 2. Subtitle, Needing Snookers. Alternate title, Doing the Bare Minimum. The only film franchise in history where the existence of a third film is entirely dependent on whether or not Andre Ayew turns up to play for Swansea the mastermind behind the Wednesday Cinematic Universe, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? <laughs> Clearly very tired and very lacking of any great imagination, if that's what I'm committing my time to, really. The Zack Snyder of of the Wednesday the Wednesdayverse? That's it. I'm going to put it out and it's going to be shit. And then I'm going to be like, oh no, no, you need to see my four and a half hour director's cut. <laughs> then it uh, it's not shit. It, or it's less. <laughs> yeah. It's less to the point where it maybe convinces you it's kind of okay. See but, my director's but... cut. It's less shit. <laughs> 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 and just a reminder, there is, there's the Gledol cut of every episode of these podcasts, which is available um, only through a, a sort of mouse that you have to chase around uh, and you hear snippets. Uh, that's the only <laughs> format it's available in. <laughs> Exactly. It was his vision, and and he mm-hmm. has to be true to his vision. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this is a very strange week, Luke. We Wednesday mm. are the early kickoff. Mm-hmm. Our habit is to record hot on the heels of uh, of a, of a of a performance, a result, and to the point where you know often we're getting com- the the kind of catch up comments from managers and players and things like that uh, during during the recording. We're in the position where I think, you know, this episode could be entitled Trauma Live. Heartbreak because... Live is what I think. Heartbreak Live, yes. Yeah. You're safe for posterity. Um, we The results will be happening and coming in. So there is a, there is the very real possibility uh, we will be relegated during recording. Uh, so, as I say, safe for posterity. You can play it back again and again. You can slow it down. You can speak. You can pause it at the precise moments our hearts break in two, uh, like little Ralph Wiggum on the Krusty show. <laughs> so... <laughs> think, of, think of it as an even cheaper soccer saddie. <laughs> well, soccer saddie oh, is pretty cheap. Oh, 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 put me on camera. Put me on. Oh, no, 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 nothing, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, an even cheaper Soccer Saturday, which is one of the cheapest TV shows. <laughs> and there's been a yellow card at Gillingham. <laughs> I do want to Someone see more of you, hear more of you as Merce. But... <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> missed it, he's missed it. No, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I was uh, just teetering on an orgasm. It didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, all eyes, all eyes are on the Liberty Stadium. Um, 
but our attention will be wholly dedicated to to the, the podcast. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> Uh, this is just another occasion where different gravy, you know, we don't, we've never seen an envelope we didn't want to push. We could have been postman, but actually it turns out we're podcast hosts. This is the way we've gone in life. Uh, we had well, a I think we, we did both work for the post office, but it was very similar to what happened. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and then we, we just got so curious of like, every envelope. So we just opened all the mail for everyone <laughs> and that got us fired. Well, it made us very, very rich, which is nice. Untraceable. Don't send cash in the post. <laughs> should we? Should we move along oh, to the? Yeah, let's the do it. News we let's, have, Luke? let's do it. Yeah. Breaking hoo-hoos. So we've got a a question from a listener, and we've also mm. got a bit of news. So I think we covered the bit of news first. Uh, mm. Fairly positive news, although I don't think it tells us. It doesn't guarantee. Um, his presence next season, but the, the Bannon has addressed this ongoing rumor that there's a relegation clause in his contract and said that that's absolutely not the case. Um, mm. He's he's dedicated or tied to the team, tied to the mast of this thing. Whether it manages to, you know, go adrift on a desert island or or sink, you know, untraceably into the ocean, he is he's there for the long haul. That's what he said. Our wee little hair transplanted cabin boy, Barry Bannon. Instead of showing the direction, he's just basically saying everyone's wank from uh, from the masks. But with his armband, he's more the captain Captain Pugwash of the uh, of the whole of that. <laughs> I guess he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a positive. I think it, what it means mm. is, even if mm-hmm. he goes, we'll get hopefully get a decent wedge for mm-hmm. him going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Lord knows we need some cash right about now. So, uh, yeah, either way, it feels positive. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried he's, he's feeling like a bit of a spent force this season, uh, having absolutely tried his darndest in quite a few games. Uh, but I think previously we've probably seen the best from Bannon in a situation where we've not relied 100% wholesale on him. Mm. And we've had better personnel around him. So I think annoyingly that's kind of been the story of the season is, hey, Barry, we need, we need you more than ever. Yeah. And then I think he's performed pretty darn adequately considering that situation. But I think there's also been some times where there have been a few times this season where I think it's really shown that kind of strain, you know, yeah. heavy, heavy, as, heavy as Bannon's head with his new crown of hair. <laughs> Maybe sporadic tufts of, of hair, yeah, from his lower back. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, I think you're right. I think that I think that we can well, obviously, we'll come. To, there's probably sort of comments to have at the end of this game, the end of next game, mm. uh, to kind of wrap things up. But I, I don't feel like we've got a bunch of uncaring players, I think we've got maybe an untalented bunch of players. I feel like most of them are aware of the, the the importance and the and the the portents that each moment's carrying for them at the moment. But it's not; they are not; they are they're buckling under the strain of of the of the moment rather than it bringing. You know, pressure makes diamonds, but it also makes quite a lot of crushed coal and stone and things like that. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> under pressure, we are finding out there is a lot of gravel in this here Wednesday squad. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think there's no. I mean, there's no downside to the fact that that's not a given that he's he's gone, and also he's not going for a cut cut price if we go down. Mm. I think he's always looked like he's cared. So there's no question of the, him having a a stake in things. I do think he genuinely loves the club and would and and the position that we're in is probably heartbreaking for him in the way it is for you know the, presumably all of us listening and talking about it. So the, so to move along if uh, if you're happy to do that we had a, a, a really nice email in the week uh, entitled League One Beckons from Paul Owl, PWW Owl. I, I just want to take a second to just appreciate the title of that email. And <laughs> yeah. it, just, it sounds like we're there. Again, there's a lot of, I feel like basically for the future of different gravy, Rich and I have some things planned if we decide to go off and decide to come back for season three, which, uh, you know. Much much like a football manager, we'll need to go off and reevaluate our passion for the sport, you know, and such a thing. But uh, we do we have talked roughly about some very nautical themes, and we've already we have. kind of addressed uh, Captain Pugwash, Barry Bannon. Um, but League One beckons sounds like there's some real uh, sounds like there's some real sirens in the third tier of English football, just uh, just beckoning us onto the rocks, basically. <laughs> The 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 uh, yeah the the come hither eyes of of Accrington Stanley and uh... <laughs> uh, and Rochdale, it's uh... come come to come to the rock bed of uh, <laughs> the siren song of Burton Albion. <laughs> oh. Oh, and who doesn't want to spend a night with an imp? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was enjoying I mean, it till he wanted to introduce his trident. That was the bit. Yeah, <laughs> really uh, oh dear! But yeah, you know, alongside uh, uh, nice message about you know listening to listening to the podcast and uh, and enjoying uh, time spent with the podcast. Uh, there's a question about. Basically, looking ahead, you know, we, we've we've spent. I mentioned in the intro the sort of circling the drain. It just feels like it's uh, it feels like a matter of time. It, as we, it may happen whilst we're whilst we're talking now. It may happen in the week. It may happen next week. But it will be a miracle if we stay up. Um, but Paul's question is based on the fact, like, well, do we even want that miracle to happen? You know, why mm. why? What's the importance of maintaining championship status? I think is probably part of the question there. And then the other thing is, well, wouldn't it be we've done the um, the purge and rebirth from League One a couple of times, and generally found that to be a, a, a helpful experience for the club? You know, kind of clear the decks and mm. build a new. Happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, it tends to be fraught with almost dropping out of the arse end of League One as well but um, you know we had Chris Turner's sort of signing of 14 players or something like that in League One we had a similar kind of turnaround uh, during the, the next spell in League One so looking ahead to maybe putting together a younger hungrier cheaper group of players and and tackling League One hopefully from the position of winning some games of football 
wouldn't that be better week to week than losing, uh, being surprised if we somehow managed to not lose in, in the championship every week? So I know there's a lot there, Luke. I've presented you with quite a smorgasbord of little bits and pieces. Yeah, but and I mean, I mean to pick up? the interesting thing, I mean, football is very much cyclical. You know, mm. there needs to be this kind of, if I'm here in Canada, if I understand the situation, there needs to be a degree of uh, forest fire to burn off the, the the trees to kind of come back and grow back kind of yeah. better. It's just kind of, you know, football is very cyclical in that nature. I guess it just depends on how this is going to happen and when this is going to happen. Like, we don't know we don't there's still a question of we don't really know what the bottom is yes and we never really know what the full bottom is so the club has never been in the fourth tier of english football um could could happen well that's i think that's the thing to for me the, the unknowing part of this season has been almost the most frustrating thing like i i do want us to stay up but today it's like a win or a loss for me would have been a better result than getting the draw that kind of just keeps us on life support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think knowing where we stand next season would be better than you're behind in recruitment because you don't know what, what your budget looks like. So you can't start exactly. recruiting. Exactly. Players. Exactly. <clears throat> but I, I think there's the, I mean, for the nature of this, that there is definite positives to be had with thinking about this. Like, I mean, to think that, we may be going into next season, and if Barry Bannon is still with us, and if Barry Bannon is still with us in League One, I think if we can afford that, if we can afford that luxury, I think that could be quite useful. I think rethinking and regenerating a new spine of a team, I think it's just good to be done and cut our losses with a number of these professional footballers. Mm. Um, I I think it's sad that we're coming into certain players of certain natures and certain thinking about these things like Tom Lees. Tom Lees could well be done with his Sheffield Wednesday career. There's a very high probability of that, much as the probability of us being, you know, relegated statistic-wise over the past few games. And for someone who's been such a ardent professional and has had some very, very good times with this club, it's been a very shrewd acquisition and it's been there for a lot of great moments of this it's just very damning that we're now at the point of saying i think it's i think it's about time for you to move on i mean these relationships kind of do end like a lot of relationships do kieran westwood but it just as well as another character to kind of bring out there's a whole number of these like i think there's a weird perverse freedom that comes with thinking that a lot of that mentality and who these players are are going to be done and going to be gone. Mm. So there's an exciting, you know, tableau rosa, like a blank slate, effectively, to think about and to to go out for next season. I don't know. And we, I mean, we don't know what recruitment is going to be like with the people that we think are conducting the recruitments in (laughs) League One. But maybe there's still a degree of excitement to that because we can't keep picking these these old mealy championship apples that no. we've done on many occasions. So I think there is promise. I think there there is definitely promise. I think there's an excitement to thinking that if we can still work this, if there is a degree of budget, then we could theoretically be doing quite well and we could regenerate. And I, I agree with the mentality... 
that Paul has in the email that there is opportunity to go with younger, hungrier, you know, at a much more reasonable kind of salary base. Um, I think, though, it could well be a difficult first season. Yeah, yeah. It will be a difficult first season to get there, and I don't know, it's difficult because I think we've been saying the best Wednesday for the past season. It's definitely last season. It was a bit like, I really want to wait for this regeneration to happen. And we started, I think we we started the regeneration, but we didn't do it anywhere near enough to the level we needed to do. And I think that's probably a little bit of a segue into looking at this game. The only other thing I want to kind of say quickly is mm. um, I remember last time we went down to League One and I remember we kind of splashed the cash on again. It was kind of championship personnel. It was like a, a lower tier version of what we were trying to do on the Chancery, bringing characters like David Jones and Alman Abdi in. You know, the mentality that you bring these operators who have a mentality of getting out of this division or of a quality higher. Yeah. And it was pretty, pretty underwhelming. Um, that was very much the season of <clears throat> the... I think the kind of joking... We can probably look in jokingly now, but I think there was very much a genuine appetite and enthusiasm on <laughs> something like Al's talk for HMS Pistol League. Yes. Well, look, the assumption is, and it's in the question... Yeah. That we go down and we start winning some games. That's and and actually you hear it from we've done, we've been in that position a couple of times going to, down to League One. I think you really commonly hear it from Premier League teams going down. Yes. You know they're like, well, exactly. it's great because exactly. we'll, we'll be so much better than everybody. And sometimes, I mean, this we're very much in a position where actually all three rele- relegated teams could go back up, mm. uh, which. Would be really would be a real shame if that happens, but that that's a real very real possibility. But other and, and times, the, uh, and the great navigating crime with all what happens to parachute payments, which is yeah. they don't go to the championship, they go to the Premier League teams, mm. which is yeah. dog shit. Oh, it's a dog shit. Yeah. But anyway, that's something else for a different. That's that's a tale for a different time, isn't it? Tale <laughs> for a different time. But that, what what. Um, but you know what? What almost has a, a an even chance of happening is that you drop down and actually you yeah you're you're, near, you're you're just losing games in a different league and then the the feeling that things could be better is even even worse because uh, yeah losing in League One actually feels worse than losing in in the Championship so mm. it's hard to know it's better, sometimes it's better the devil you know I think the other factor just to before we close the book on this the other factor that's sort of worrying in terms of our future and uh, is we just don't know where the chairman's at enthusiasm wise what the point of this project was uh is he is he happy just to keep plowing money in all the money that he can find into the club as long as he's got his name on a stand and a shirt or was this about a kind of make a quick buck get get the Get them to the champion, uh, get them out of the championship, and then sell them in the Premier League to some somebody mega rich. Mm. Um, if that was the intention, we're so far away from that. What does a relegation to League One do? Does that sort of re-inspire him? His money will go further in League One. Having a good budget to get out of League One will be much smaller than a good budget to get near to playoffs in the championship. So mm. maybe maybe it has a positive impact. Maybe it has a negative one where he just feels like, well, I'm so far away from the goal of what I did, and this is just I'm onto a loser here, so I'm going to put in as little money as possible. So it's hard to know. We also don't know whether Darren Moore will stay. I, I, I've been pleased with his 
performance by and large as manager, although weirdly for about half that time, he's not actually been at the side of the pitch like a manager. We're, we're led to believe he's involved, you know, heavily involved still. So I think I could get excited for a League One project and uh, mm. yeah, you know, get climb aboard a, a second or third successive HMS piss the league uh, with with some enthusiasm, but I'd like a few assurances before before I, I leap on there. Exactly. I, I want to say, maybe unsurprisingly, that I'm keeping the powder dry. How dry am <laughs> I keeping it, Rich? Well, first I'm going to put it in a giant box, which is just full of the silica gel packets that I've been keeping <laughs> from all my Amazon orders during the pandemic. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to mail it to... Uh, I'm going to blail it I'm going to mail it to Black Rock Desert, which is where Burning Man is held. Um, and it's going to look like it's just going to look like this kind of parcel in a Mad Max film. When it's there, it's going to party. It's going to take some MDMA. It's going to be fun. It's going to get on some art cars. It's that's how dry my powder is. Mm. That sounds like some dry powder, Luke. <laughs> let's 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 speed along to. The match in hand. Let's do this. We we laid out a a sky perplexing lineup of a team with uh, Palmer added to the back three, and then it, he, he was there in place of the injured Lees and uh, Callum Patterson rocking up at right wing back. Mm. But no recognised striker up top for the big occasion. Uh, we had Trumpy Bomb in the centre with Green and Harris sort of playing off him. Oh, um, Jesus. We also had the shared uh, yeah, shared statistic of the, the fact that Knockart was playing against us. And Knockart has scored more goals against Wednesday than he has against any other team in uh, in league football. So a nice ominous little <laughs> word in our ear as we as, as, as the game kicked off. Regular Clinton Morrison. A regular old Clinton Morrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean... We're, yeah, we're getting into it. This is happening. It's, I, uh, I thought with the lineup, like I mean, I was, I was kind of glad to see Green playing again. You know, and mm-hmm. I had maybe misplaced decent hopes after his last performance. I did say at the time I could well be disappointed at that, though. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we saw Palmer instead of Rahide at the back replacing Lee's. That was, that was a little bit of, that's a little bit of ointment for me, I guess. But the, uh, this is the, mm. isn't it the uh, the downside of utility that I just couldn't help thinking, and uh, this yeah. is before the match. Yeah, Palmer at right wing back is one of our yep an asset to the side. Mm-hmm. He's providing balls. He's getting mm-hmm. in the box. Yeah. Um, so he can, but he can only play in one place, and I think you'll. I I, I do. T- I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. I prefer him there than Origide. I think that's one of his best positions. Actually, is is yep. that right side is centre back in a three, uh-huh. but he can't. He also can't be then right wing back whipping crosses in and. Yeah, um, yep. I um I don't know when you want to talk about this because I mean the interesting thing. So you just basically said I didn't really get a chance to see on my coverage. I think I may have joined the footage just a bit too late, just prior to kickoff today. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw what kind of flash score had to say that the lineup, but that's someone who's maybe very quickly kind of scrabbling this stuff together. Yeah. He doesn't really have a great insight into it. So I can take that with a large pinch of salt. So I could look at the lineup and think for where we are, 
for who's injured, for who's available, who's fit. I was like, it's fine. Sky's assumption was that Harris would play right wing back. That was my assumption as well. My assumption was that we were going to have Harris and Reach wing backs. And apparently Smith was very reticent to hand how the team was going to line up to spring this wondrous trap on them. Look out, we've got a barely mobile centre forward at right but wing back. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know when you want to say this. Maybe, maybe now's a good time because I I kind of made this revelation in the middle of the game, which is basically that we have such a lack of balance within the squad. Yeah, and that was completely converted to the eleven today. But, I don't know. You know, I was chatting with Mel Brandy, and he was saying, you know, we we still can't find. Looking nervous, can't find the best eleven. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But I think it purely just reflects that there are so many holes and there's so many players who today I wish played in different positions. Well, okay. So I think outside of a necessary change, mm-hmm. a lot of the team is fairly has been fairly standard during this last run. The back three were stable until Lees got injured. Yeah, yeah. Which which has made like the back five was has been stable pretty much until Lee's got injured. Yeah, which I'm wondering now is like if that's the damnation is because maybe we've we've missed Lee's so much that we've had to make changes. Bannon and Palupetti have, have more more often than not been picked together in the middle. Windass has played every game up front more or less. Yeah, yeah, and I mean there's there's been a few missing cogs to the side of everything, but it's not mm. been. It's not been huge, I would say. I mean, compared to, you know, yeah, it felt like we were fairly settled, at least in, in key parts of the field. Like, But I mean, today just made me think that everybody fell out of position today. It, it just didn't feel particularly comfortable at all, did it? I, I wonder if part of why Patterson's picked, well, one, he gives us extra height in both boxes, which is not to be sniffed at this yep. is a chris hewton side there the, it is full of big lads uh he's he is a you know he's a he's a fan of big lad tm inc and, <laughs> and, and all that they produce when, uh, he, when he goes fishing all he catches are whoppers <laughs> but i wonder if partly patterson gets the nod at right right wing back because palmer has had so many chances of late and you're just thinking, well, if we're getting, if that, if that's where the ball breaks, if that's where naturally, yeah, but the problem is he's not Palmer in terms of his mobility. Yes, well, that's that's what I was going to say. Like that's kind of saying that basically anyone can get into those opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot to be said about another character on the pitch, Julian Julian Berners, Ugh. knack for ability for getting into. Winning, you know, attacking positions in the final third. But yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't. The opposition. Well, is that as well? But I mean, actually, you know, he looks dangerous going forward until he breathes near the ball, really. Yeah. He gets yeah. into the positions, but he's crap with it when, when he gets there. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, no, it's. There's just such a huge imbalance in A, in the squad, but B, especially this, this team selection just. I don't know. I, I am a bit sympathetic because we're missing so many options. Like I said, it's a still thing where it's like, hey, we don't have many centre-backs. We don't have any natural centre-back options. 
Hence Hutchinson's there now. Hence Palmer maybe had to push as a centre-back, but mm. I think that's really stretching his utility, and also I think he's great there. I think, well, I, I like Palmer a lot in a lot of places, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, big, big miss. Big miss at the wing-back berth. Like I think as well, though, our, I th- what to me, what Sean was with our attacking options, everybody has a massive caveat or Achilles heel. Like there's a real reason that they play for Sheffield Wednesday and not a, a better team. Mm-hmm. And it's not Achilles heel is quite a small thing and fairly easily defended. This is a, a, the equivalent of, as if like you're 90% heel and like 10% is what you're good. Like just... Well, I mean, we'll get into it, but today, <laughs> Kadeem Harris has 10 moments to make things happen, make decisions, yeah. play a pass, yeah. have a shot, do something. And it's pea-brained nonsense again and again and again. He makes the worst possible decision at every single moment, but his mobility is fantastic. You know, he's re- he's reading the space in behind. He's attacking the space in behind. We're finding him in behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times he got between Christie and the right side of centre back. He did it again and again and again today. But what does he do? It's a rubbish shot. It's a spuffed cross. He, he uh, I, I don't know. There was one where he just sort of combusted and left footed it like. 10 feet out, uh, 10 feet high in the air. And I don't know what it was supposed to be, uh, <laughs> whether it was a cross or a shot. It was just nothing. It was just a spasm. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and the same with, I think that's the same with like, I, I think Windass, Windass could be a great, great centre forward, but he's not tall enough or strong enough. So he can't mm-hmm. lead the line and he certainly can't lead the line against a back four that's almost entirely hefty centre backs. Yeah. Uh, Patterson is hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Rhodes Rhodes has just no athletic ability anymore. It's completely. He looks like he's going backwards when he tries to run. Um, and though, though now I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, yeah. I, know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But it's just the the nature of this season has been the nature to me for this season has been no one no one ever really has earned a recurring starting shirt. With any greater plan, no. So that means it's kind of open season. It's open season to make any tactical decisions you need to make. So it's tough, but it's then also kind of underlines and probably, unfortunately, kind of writes off what I'm going to say next, which is I haven't seen anything from Kadeem Harris to make me think that he's worth persevering with in a starting no. berth. No. So it's so tough. Like so, I. Again, it it might be maybe the stuff we don't see on the training ground. Previously, I've been a fan of Kadeem Harris. Um, right now, he is completely all out of form and sorts. I don't think there's a position for him in what we're trying to do here. It's almost an odd thing, isn't it, with him? I think because mm. because he is very quick. He's tireless. Like he can still do that in the ninetieth minute. He's still got a burst of pace to take him away mm. from people. So you're hoping. You know, you've got at this stage we're picking him, knowing he is going to make a mess more often than he does something good. But you're almost hoping that one time out of ten, yeah, he actually performs a basic function as an as an attacking player. And unfortunately, it's it's dropped below that one in ten. 
I think the the golden patches early in this the first season, yeah. we were getting we were getting maybe two or three out of ten. We are now but, getting. We'll be lucky if we get one in twenty, one in thirty. But the problem is here. Like again, I don't know. We have to make. I think the problem has to be with this lineup and the situation. Mm. Is we have to decide and make decisions about where we're going to sacrifice some quality, which is hard to think because essentially, to some degree, um, a wing back is a degree of the spine for the defense. Mm. If you're going to kind of look at like you're still. There's still a mentality. It's a three-five-two, five-three-two when defending. So that's difficult. There, I don't know. But again, we sacrificed because we centre backs. You know, Dunkley. Dunkley's back, but he's not back properly. Um, apparently, Liam Shaw's not a centre back. Though I think I'd maybe rather see him in a centre back berth than anywhere else on the pitch right now. Um, we're really seriously missing, as we said, Palmer at wing back. Um, I can see the mentality, like you said, that Patterson, but again, the lack of mobility, I think Patterson's a lot better through the center in the hole, or even yeah. I'm going to say. And I think the biggest crime of one of the biggest crimes of this game is missing Liam Palmer. Another crime is putting Reach in the wingback berth because he's not a wingback. And the problem is we need Reach to do his business at the front end, at the top end of the pitch. And he's got a degree of mobility a little bit of pace, but I don't mind him at wing back. I think he. I think broadly, it's one of the things that works more often than not. What it I what it means it, is yeah. Burner is completely exposed, and he is looking worse and worse every week at the moment. And it, I think it also probably leads to Bannon sitting too deep. I think Bannon sits in for reach when he goes forward, um, and it, 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 you don't ideally you don't want Bannon being the man sacrificed there. So it sort of works, but is it worth the cost of when it works? Like, if it works from occasionally, but it always causes other issues, then it's um, is it worth the the gamble? So mm. uh, there's a um, a not particularly good uh, Michael Caine film where he plays Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it's called Without a Clue. But the best scene in the film um, is is Sherlock Holmes and uh, and Watson um they they write Moriarty's name on a board and there's a kind of time lapse montage scene of them thinking up all these different trying to solve the 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 puzzle and solve the you know solve the caper basically and the, the so the highlight of the movie is is essentially this moment where <laughs> Drunk as a drunk as a skunk, Michael Caine as Sherlock Holmes uh, goes. I've got it. His real name is Artie Morty, and it doesn't solve anything. <laughs> but that's almost what this this line this this lineup was like. Like they really thought they've come up with something clever. The fact that they hid it, hid it from Sky so that they could spring this brilliant trap on Forrest, and it's like. Yeah, but could you? We could have played a striker, guys, couldn't we? Couldn't we? I mean, this is a big game. I think playing a striker would probably be a good, good idea. Yeah, they've they've uh, solved a conundrum that didn't need to be solved. Yeah, they got within five of solving the sum on countdown when it was a words round. That's what's happened today. I think <laughs> they've outthought themselves. Mm. So, should we get through to the kind of the happenings as they as they stood as they were? I think so. I think there's another thing I kind of want to bring up as well. 
that I okay. just said. So here we are. It's um, currently, currently as I'm saying this, just to kind of give you a bit of a timestamp. The second half of the second half, so the three PM games are now kicking off. Um, it's nine o two a.m. here in Calgary, Alberta, which means in British summertime, it's two minutes past four p.m. Saturday afternoon. I said everything about this in the build-up has not helped Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. And it has a year of also being monumentally disappointing as a Sheffield Wednesday fan. So let's let's kind of look about all these. We're playing before the Derby County game, which is also televised. Now, I thought the whole thing was that you couldn't have a 3 p.m. kickoff, which is why we have this world of 12.30 p.m. kickoffs, which I absolutely detest because I feel like I'm a man who works pretty hard and there's very little the thing in my life the thing that's been frustrating for me and a lot of people is this very little kind of release in this pandemic so how is their 3 p.m kickoff televised and ours is shunted to 12 30 p.m it from a competition standpoint it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right but it also has this whole setting up of it's a whole tv narrative that is set up to try and you know, to create some juice from this because there's no there's no top six berries to be had on TV in the championship. No, because so the top six is defined by the shouting, isn't it? The promotion, the promotion people are sorted. It's Watford and Norwich, and it's pretty much Norwich who've won the title. Mm. There's, there's a mild question there as to what happens there, but it's really nothing worth covering. You might want to bring a TV just so you can have Norwich lifting whatever the EFL Cup is, whatever whatever the heck it's called. So, again, we've got that. We have the club providing a a very well-touching, well-put-together, well-observed silence to the people Mm. that we've lost this year. And also on top of this, so it's it's all this build. It's the last home game. I I don't know. Did they cover on Sky? I I don't think I got it because I had a very... Oh, and while we're talking, Derby have just taken the lead against Swansea. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got that notification as well. Okay, well, you know, it could be all... It gets over. better! It gets better, folks. Did, um, I know that there was a very well-meaning and, and very, I think, very nice, it, very nice, I'm not going to say very nice intention, because that sounds condescending and shitty, but I genuinely thought it was decent that some fans decided to... Um, you know, socially distance me and chant high over Sheffield Wednesday outside the ground mm. to show some support. Was that covered through Sky? Because I didn't get anything. Didn't didn't really see that. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. Either. That's a shame. Um, That's a shame. I, I think that should be something. I got. Something. Maybe they can't be seen to encourage ad hoc yeah. gathering. Yeah, I, I, that's a shame because I just I felt there was probably an opportunity to have that kind of covered. Um, and again. So now we've got the media blackout, which I'm not going to be critical about because I think it's important, but it's just, for a Sheffield Wednesday perspective, it's very badly timed. Mm. Like, this could be the day, this is, as it stands right now, as I'm speaking, this is the day it's all over. And it's just seen as, like, again, a silent moratorium on Sheffield Wednesday. Everything has been built up to this. And again, it's that problem that it's, it's too big a stage for these players. I think a soapbox on a corner is too big a stage for a lot of these players. <laughs> like, it's fine for us to be nervous as fans. It reminds me of what you said about when we lost at home at Hillsborough 4-2 to the Pigs. Mm. 
And you said that moment, you know, where Wednesday equalised to make a two-all, and then minutes later it's 3-2 to Sheffield yeah. United. Yeah. And you said, you know, us as fans, we can celebrate this. Yeah. You can't as players. You have no. a job to do. Yeah. And it's just it's just thick in the air around Sheffield Wednesday football. And I don't know if it's something that can be surgically extricated or something that can be ameliorated with whoever is the manager to kind of get this in in the go. But it's just severely lacking that just, hey, this is, we keep telling players it's a big event or they know it's a big event and they just shit themselves. Yeah. Very scared, very nervous performance today. That's, it's the... So many overhit passes, so many strange decisions, so many players do, tr- doing and trying things that you just know they don't even do on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, d- I don't know necessarily that I kind of, I kind of minute by minute, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's sort of what we do in a way, but it also feels strange to do in, in light of the fact that, um, you know, well and truly the, uh, the, the, the water is around our knees in terms of, uh, to use our nautical <laughs> imagery again, no matter how fast we're uh, we're we're working, we're chucking the buckets out. It's still uh, it's still rising. Well, there's being at sea in a regal regal ship in a very kind of um, very enheartening as a as an Englishman's like master and commander style presentation. And there's also doing a doggy paddle in a flooded basement. <laughs> Where where um where Gary Monk swore to you beforehand that he did patch up that hole that was in the bottom. No no no, it's done. No, don't worry about it. Don't no no no, sorted. And then as soon that's as it, you get that's it, it. Gary right. Gary Monk is the biggest wide boy builder, <laughs> bigger than JB Developments, who sponsored Luton Town. <laughs> that's what I figured out what they did. I was talking with a friend of mine. Oh. Do you remember that? Do you remember we were like, what the hell yes. do those guys do? They are builders. Okay. Fine. How about you put, that's fine. That's that's not, I'm not going to say anything negative about that. That is a fine profession. You do essential needed work and hopefully you get paid very well in the process of doing it. Fine. You're doing a big service to people. How about you tell us the, what you're doing in an advert instead <laughs> of looking like you, I don't know. If you don't worry, I've got a Land Rover. That's what the advert was basically <laughs> getting across. I'm doing not too bad. This is my I'd... wife. Isn't she beautiful? I'd want more idea of the work you do in a conservatory than rather getting the idea that, I don't know, you're trafficking, <laughs> trafficking immigrants or something like this. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. So, yeah. Gary, Gary Monk, dodgy builder. <laughs> um. Shouldn't you be fixing the Sheffield Wednesday squad rather than shagging my wife, Gary? <laughs> Confessions of a dodgy builder. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, <laughs> the first ha- Harris... Missed opportunity was was about ten minutes in. Windass played a lovely ball through to him, and he looked like he was trying to do his classic sort of curl it round the outside of the goalie and the post, and curl it just wide. He didn't get any curl on it, so he just hit it straight at the mm. keeper. And that sort of 
set the tone for his whole day really mm-hmm. there were three or four choices at every moment and uh he insisted on taking a fifth one we, yeah the, patterson had a decent header on the t- or a decent opportunity but he, he he sort of it sort of hit his chest rather than get him getting a header anywhere near it on the 25th minute that was sort of bannon flicking it through to reach who hit that first time cross Harris had lots of moments in behind. Burner had lots of mistakes. The boy, Burner, it's weird. He, he seems to have got into this habit of like he'll do something good mm. and then the misappropriated confidence of the doing the good thing immediately leads him into a much worse error. Because there was a point where he looked like he was in a bit of a panicky situation. I think, I think maybe um, Westwood had played him the ball and Reach was covered off. And you th- and he had a defender approaching quite quickly, and you and you were thinking like this is a bit of a scary moment. And he just sort of dropped his shoulder and calmly sort of sauntered out of it, and that was nice. But then when he had all the time in the world and looked upfield, he just passed it straight to Garner. Mm-hmm. He just sort of seemed to do that again and again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Harris again, another sort of moment that summed up his game. Forty third minute, he got the ball on the halfway line driving forward at their defence. There was options down the middle. There's options to the left. Um, Patterson was in loads of space on the right. We could see that there was just a very, very easy pass. And he he chooses to shoot from 30 yards out. Mm-hmm. I, I would be surprised if he ever in training scores from 30 yards out or hits the target. He's never done it in a Wednesday shirt. He's never even looked close to doing it. He's a man who cannot hit a ball properly. So an audacious thing to try and absolutely the worst decision he possibly could have made of everything. He could have slid it through to Windass who had a, hit a shot on goal. Um, that was a difficult pass, but then the left, as I say, he had, he had reached to the left um, and, and Patterson to the right. But of all those options, he thumps it straight at the defence. Do you think it's uh, severely irresponsible of him to make that decision? And that's, uh, I do. I do. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a cowardice thing, like a kind of hiding in plain sight sort of thing. Like you try the thing that's got very little chance of working because then you can't, it's not your fault if it goes wrong. I think he's a man who's lacking a lot of confidence. Mm. But he's never been the best at decision making. That's the, no. at the heart of it, the I think core of it. But like, I think I'd rather have Kachunga in that role. It's funny how little he's played, really. Yeah. Well, that's that's a disappointing thing. Is the whole thing that is, I'm saying that if it's if it's open season on positions because no one's showing any great form, then why not Kachunga? Why not Deli Bashuru? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen. You know, I mean, Liam Shaw had this fantastic, very seemingly very brief supernova explosion <laughs> of a star. Yes, but um, he's been pretty absent for quite a while. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. <sighs> Deli Bashiru had he was looking bright before he got murked by was it a Bristol City player that he got fouled against? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Bournemouth, I think it was actually Bournemouth. Yeah, that was. He, was looking, he, he looked like he was possibly going to be the guy to sort of turn the tide of the game for us, mm-hmm. but he's not had a sniff since. Uh, Green, by the way, in all this hasn't been mentioned because he did absolutely sod all. And how many times has that happened this season where somebody does okay as a cameo off the bench or does okay one game? Mm -hmm. Great. That's another position sorted. We can build around that. 
and then nothing. nothing yeah, nothing. but I, I don't know. Hmm. But that's that's a difficulty, and especially like seeing so much of Harris in that position because yeah. I'd much rather seen Green on the end of those. But he didn't make the runs. We tried that. We swapped them over. Mm. He just doesn't look interested to me, Green. It just I plods it out. Such unfortunate. To, to not not touch the ball ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be a character who's taken off for Rhodes in the second half, I mean... But why? then Rhodes did a lot more than him almost instantaneously. I right, just didn't... but then did more by missing more of those again. Oh. He's good at getting into the positions, but he can't do it. Like, it's it's the Wednesday problem, right? It's Palmer, it's Burner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can get there. I'm really good at getting there. Can you do the next <laughs> bit? No. No. No, I can't. Okay, <laughs> so that is better, but I would much rather have seen... I thought Harris was dreadful today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Green... Sure, Green was anonymous. This is the problem. Do you want... <laughs> 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 I remember my brother, and he was like, Joey, Joey Pelopessi's doing quite well today. I'm like, I genuinely haven't noticed. But again, it's like a referee. Like, I've said this before. If a referee's unnoticed, he's probably doing a good job. Same with Pelopessi. Same with Pelopessi. But that, I suppose that's the thing with Green, that, that swapping Green into that position and hoping that... It's like, we know now. So what Harris proved... So yes, Harris had a very bad game, an unproductive game. But what Harris did really well was stretch them and find that space in behind the, the right-sided centre-back again and again and again. Mm. Now, it's his fault that he didn't do anything with it. But Green was drafted across there. He had 10, 15 minutes where they, basically the team is saying to him, we think you've got better quality than Harris. Mm. We know there's a space in behind him. So if you do those same runs... You've watched him do it for half an hour. If you do those same runs, you'll you'll have fun in that space. He did nothing. He didn't. Mm. He just wanders about. Uh, hugely, uh, for me, hugely disappointing. I, I'd rather have Harris who tries. Uh, it's more frustrating, but he gets there. He gets the chances. But you're right. It's it's we like do horses for courses, but. <laughs> Nobody's got the same abilities. There's literally nobody else in the squad that would could do what Harris did today. But unfortunately, once he gets there and has the chance, he's the worst person maybe in the squad for it. Because <laughs> he's got no composure whatsoever. So you'd want Kachunga or Green to have those chances, but neither of them are quick enough, clever enough, or work hard enough to get the spaces. They've been listening to the opposite of Craig Davis' debut album. They're all born to not do it. Born to not do it. Born to wander about. <laughs> I was going to meet a girl on Monday, but I just couldn't be bothered. If he will take seven days to score a goal. <laughs> um, we've only got 90 minutes, lads. What's gonna so to round off an inauspicious first half, mm-hmm. things took a turn for the absolute bizarre as Westwood tried to sort of curl a <clears throat> plummeting pass into reach. Um, put him in a strange situation and <laughs> his reaction just absolutely beggars belief as Adam Reach, not known as one of the great headers of the ball, decided what he would pull off was a 35-yard header back to Westwood uh, with several, across the front of the goal, with several opposing players between him and the, the, mm. the ball. Um, and do you know why it didn't work? 
funnily enough, what he essentially did was play a through ball to Knockhart, and Knockhart said, thank you very much. Westwood co- compounded the mistake, his first mistake with his classic weird starfish jump, uh, clearing Knockhart uh, out, knock, Knockhart out, and conceding a penalty. I mean, the, the silver lining was he saved that penalty. It was a bad penalty, and it was a good save. Wacky. What a wacky end to the half. Mm. Is, is there any, any more to share? Anything to share? <clears throat> I've got a lot of notes from the first half. <laughs> for the first half? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there are some comments about some of the bits of play, but there's also some other pithy notes, as I usually do. As How did, just on that, of equalized. just on that incident, oh yeah, that's, that's nice. That we get to have vague hope for a moment longer. Mm. Um, just on that incident, how did Westwood not get a yellow? I don't know. I don't love know. the referee to explain why or how he avoided a yellow. Mm. Anyway, sorry, go on. You're, you're working through your um, other things that kind of build up that you know, that big moment of the big moment of everything that we have today and everything just being a big stage and being disappointed. The pitch was looking really slick. There was some really lovely garish video game green on the pitch today. <laughs> Interestingly, they did, they said the pitch wasn't looking its best on Sky. So I don't know whether it looks nice from, uh, from the gantry, but less good uh, pitch level. But Interesting. And it looks a beautiful day for us as well. Nice, mm, nice did, sunny, sunny day. So, several um, players had their top button unbuttoned, which mm-hmm. will make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I got from my commentary stat, whoever the guy was who was, you know, didn't really give much of a fuck, but he he did a job, to be fair, <laughs> which is sometimes better than some of the other commentators I've had this season. Yeah. Um, only Coventry have scored fewer goals than Wednesday from corners this season. Wow. Hmm. I said a damning stat, but then so many corners look like I have no concept of what a corner is this season until more turned up. Yeah. Bar if I can seem to remember one that Reach scored. Was it against Swansea? It was away at Swansea. Mm. Um, and it was a, the one goal we, one of the few goals we scored under Tony Pulis. Not to speak ill of the dead, but I, I do think with Tom Lees is somebody who has a has a particularly disappointing goal return from from set pieces. He attacks the ball really well and gets chances really well, but very very rarely scores. He's still being outscored by Julian Julian Sperner. Yeah, he, he must have scored most of them. I would have thought. Sperner's got two, hasn't he? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking looking a candidate for playing up front. Um, oh, no, Luke, it's going to get worse. Swansea are winning now. The the tension is, is oh, there we go. So it's that considerably means, increased. That means I don't get to lie in next week. Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> this is what it all comes down to. It's another, it's another Saturday I'm going to be giving up. Well, there's um, a long time say, left. A long time left. Got like 20 odd minutes, I guess. But then probably, well, half an hour with stoppage time. Yeah, like, can be, 20 minutes out of the We can be like soccer Saturday. And there's a there's nine minutes of stoppage time at the Liberty Stadium. <laughs> a very so, small <laughs> cheer goes up from the tiny compatriots. 
Ironically, an owl flew onto the pitch. <laughs> they couldn't get it off. They just couldn't get it off for like ten minutes. Real, real Sopranos type writing in this uh, in this EFL season. Um, I said forests look like they're working remotely on the beach, and not to not a bad effect. <laughs> so, yeah, you know they've managed to tether their mobile phones. They've got a good they've got a good data package <laughs> on the phones. You know. Indifference is a nice place to play football from. I guess so. What did, what did you think about, uh, do you reckon that uh, Forrest maybe should have had a penalty earlier in the first half on the eighth minute for Windass, Windass giving a handball? I I think it would have been really harsh. Was a handball, though? <laughs> I, I mean, hilariously, we actually tried football. to claim for one later in the game where Windass actually struck it into someone's hand. Yes, um, I, d- I just think yeah. you, your hands have got to go somewhere. At the end of the day, unfortunately, we are we're we're beings with four appendages. Well, well, you know, maybe more. Turning um, <laughs> you know, on the next life chromosome. <laughs> look at look at you, Callum. <laughs> you know, I thought it was hilarious that we then went on the break from that with some really great movement and played it into Harris, and then that was the first of. That was the first of it from Harris. He had a really weak effort. Yeah, that, that was that the... Samba got too easily. I said Harris even disappointing for his standard. Yes, yeah. Uh, I note on the 14th minute, Harris was fouled in their half. And then for some reason, we played the free kick quickly. And I'm like, to no benefit, to just mill it around near the touchline. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a great moment. I don't know if you mentioned this. The 25th minute, there was a cross... That went over. Um, yeah. That was an excellent one-touch work. That was the one with the kind of lovely, quick one-touch back heel from Bannon. Yeah, well, Bannon did that sort of, yeah, like flick back heel into Reach's path and Reach, Reach hit it first Reach time. And then, Pad- well, that was Patterson kind of going on to it, but he didn't really compete for the header very well. It was it was sort of strange. I wonder if he got, um, if he mistimed it or something, because they, they praised the defender, the one, the one defender that happened to not be six foot four Ribeiro. They said, oh, he's jumped into the man. I didn't really see that. I just saw that Patterson didn't just stick his head down on it. He was there. It was a bit lower than he was expecting and he just seemed a bit surprised by it hitting his chest. Yeah. Uh, Memories was weekly losing at their place midweek this season. Mm. Forgot they've got bloody knockouts, I said. Perfect Wednesday villain. Though yeah. I did manage to temper my note, I said they were good while I said they were good while since he's been a potent one. Dot dot dot. Still time though, so I think I managed to Still save. That. I think I managed to save that one, Rich. <laughs> Patson got very angry about a throw-in. He didn't win. He got really grumpy about that one, which looked totally like it looked totally like it came off him as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was he was angry mad. Uh, 33rd minute, uh, Graben doing exceptionally casual knife full pitch run kind of sums up how bad this season has been. Yeah, yeah. Just no, oh, no just pressure no, on him at all. No, just no, just, just you, just you, just go run the length of the pitch, mate. <laughs> Jeez. And I thought there was an offside on Windus on the 39th minute, which was really harsh. I agree. I agree. I thought that was harsh. It's interesting. So just to just to um, mention Graben. So mm. we talk about. Rhodes in these hushed tones and 
you know, this great goal scorer, legendary. But just to show you how, I think probably how poor he's been since he joined us, really, is a mark of that as much as anything. Grabben's only 16 goals off Rhodes. Rhodes has got 116 and, and Grabben's got 100 at championship level. And they've both got about the same amount of goals this season because I, I was listening to the excellent Alice Americus and they were doing a preview of Forrest and they were saying the top goal scorer for Forrest is Grabben with six goals. Right. But I don't think we talk about Grabben being a legendary, terrifying goal scorer. No. I think he's a very good player. I'd he's love a very to, good I'd, player. I, I wonder I'd if that's... Like that's a, it's a really interesting question. But I... But I don't think um, I don't think what's this say? I don't think Graben's never had a staggeringly amazing season like Jordan Rhodes, right? I know. I suppose that's what I, I think. I'm just saying that it probably shows how far Rhodes has fallen off as usual in terms of goal returns. That... As that, I don't really know enough about. It's interesting about Graben because I he's always been a player I feared and always wanted. Um, mm. He's had a very up and down roller coaster career. Hopping yeah. around a number of places. He was he was at Rotherham, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. Was. I think that's where the sort of infatuation maybe started. But then he's he's had a moment of kind of hopping around championship clubs. I think I don't think he's a man who has lacked any great signing on fee. No, um, certainly not. And I don't know, maybe that's a really unfair thing to say about him as a person and the character, but he there's very much a feeling of someone who's been a bit cutthroat kind of moving around for his career to to get those kind of moves. But then he never seems to stick around. He never seems to... Has he been a Premier League player or has he been on the books of a Premier League side and then been disbanded? It's a little bit hard to tell because when, when did Bournemouth go? He played to, for Bournemouth until... But then, then he didn't really play for Bournemouth. He, he was at Bournemouth twenty. 20- 16 to 2018. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he's played much, if any, Premier League football. Mm. Uh, but it's just, I, I suppose it's just as interesting because like Rhodes has this status of almost, you know, despite the fact he's had four, at least four terrible years uh, in a row, there's this kind of almost Voldemort-esque, you know, don't say his name, you know, you might summon him kind of thing about this this great championship goal scorer, Jordan Rhodes. And the fact that over the course of a career, unless Jordan now has a, suddenly has a wonderful, you know, swoosh at the end, you know, where he's a sudden upswing or, or, or gets a surprising job in, next season, mm. you're looking at over the course of the season, over the course of all these years, Graben is going to have a very similar goal get the goal record to him, and uh, it's just interesting because I th- I like Graben, I like all of his game. Graben, he's not a oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny on the spot goal scorer, but he's a very good footballer. Uh, it's just sort of in- I just find it intriguing that there's only 16 goals separating them at this stage, and one of them is yeah, one of them's this like incredible. We'll speak about him for years to come. Well, uh, Graben's had like a very good early career. Um, yeah. basically kind of curtailing off in the 15-16 season with Norwich. Yeah, 20 goals last year. And then, yeah, and then he's like the end of his season, sorry, the, I was going to say his latter career, because then he had, I think it was, he was on the Sunderland Till I Die documentary, right? Because he was, wasn't he? Maybe. The 17 yeah, well, he got, he got 12 goals for Sunderland in the championship. Yeah, but he, he, he hopped off, that's the same season, I think he hopped right. off Villa. 
I think in the January window. I think he he was a bit like, I don't really want to be here for this. So he hopped off oh, and then that's so where he's bo- been. So they were both loans. Yes. Uh, loans out from Bournemouth. Okay, interesting. And then he's gone to Forest. And yeah, no, that's that's a good, that's a very, very good return. So that's what I want to say. It was mid-careers being a bit stumbling. But I think he, because maybe even having, even missing essentially what it looks like here, two seasons, mm. which in the great uh, drop of his career isn't that much. But there's a lot to be said for momentum when you're a forward and when you're scoring goals and creating a name for yourself. Um, but even even with that dip in, he still had a very consistent career goal return wise at this level but yeah very interesting that we're not talking about him in the same media that jordan rhodes had but mind you jordan rhodes did have a season where what was it it was it 40 goals yeah and no, I, I i do appreciate I, I do appreciate rhodes has it's it's an earned title it's just um the person that the the man that you mm. know exists and runs around the football pitch now is so far removed 11 12 that was that season for Huddersfield, 37 goals in 43 games. Insane. Yeah. And, albeit League One, but albeit still. Albeit League One. But and then, you know, going to Blackburn in the championship for a, a hefty... A hefty. Getting, I mean, look at that, 27 championship goals, 25, 21. It's just been an, it's took an absolute nosedive since 2015. Well, even 2015, I'd say. Well, 2016. Because, I mean, still, I was it was disappointing for them when he went to Middlesbrough. But I mean, still 16 goals and 43 games across Blackburn and Middlesbrough. Still a decent return. It's, it's tailing off. It's tailing off from his 20th season that he had consistently for three years. His record on Wednesday is just so awful. I know Paris. it's so terrible. Oh my goodness! There's a lot of appearances there still, and seven goals a season, which is his highest. One more than he scored for Norwich. Wow! 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 Yeah, he's fallen off a long way. What's the um? What's the Fatboy Slim album? You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> you've fallen off a long way, baby. It's a lot. Well, I think since he arrived with us, it's a lot more. A lot more like I'm number one, so I try harder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the guy on the front cover of that Fatboy Slim yeah. album would have more mobility yeah. than John Rhodes. Anyway, <laughs> not to not to body shame a chap, but there we go. No. no. I felt a let off on the forty second minute. They had a really slick move going forward, but it didn't really come to much. Do you remember okay, yes, they yeah. kind of swung over? Yeah. But I was just saying about Forest is like they look okay, but they're just very much like probably much like Wednesday. They they're kinda of like Wednesday in a lot of ways. They don't score many goals. Um they have very little teeth going forward. Well, this was very particularly I thought for big spells of the second half, this was a very Hutony performance. Mm. His teams do not excite very often. It's about getting a nice, solid defence in place, getting a couple of players that like to fall over, and and they the length of their stays on the floor will depend on how the game's going because he loves killing momentum and killing flow from a game. He just loves bitty, nasty, dirty games of football is what Hewton builds his... His, his career on really, and he tried that second half. I mean, second half of just uh, yeah, constantly hitting the deck. Um, Cafu just all he did was lie on the floor. I think. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Um, did we? I mean, sorry, I'm not sure where the narrative you kind of got to before 
do you feel like you've finished your notes for the first half? For, my, for the first half, I think I'm done. Yeah, it's a really great save from Westwood, though. It was a good. It was a good save. Yeah, mm. I've never it's, seen such an intense. He was so determined to to to, to save it. Mm. He really. Uh, I mean, well, rightly so, because <laughs> it was his own stupid fault. <sighs> the disappointing thing for this again was, I said, "Good save." It's a big moment. Oh, that was hilarious. I mean, I'd be pissed off if I was Chris Hewitt, who never looks like he particularly loses rag a great deal. Seems a very measured mm. man. Very much. Maybe he kind of subtly reminds me of um, Gustavo Fring in Breaking Bad. <laughs> kind of like a measured menace. Yes. You know, maybe he's got a bit of that going on. Um, <laughs> I love. I, I loved how Forrest didn't get to take the resulting corner. No. I, I also think that I, th- I think that's fair enough, but I also think it, it, it hurt us a little bit as well because actually saving a penalty quite often gives the team who saved it a boost. Well, that's the and thing. we didn't get to have any of that experience either because quite often you're like on. Cla- it's almost like scoring a goal. Yeah, and there's a there's a push and an intensity after yeah. that, and we didn't get to have any of that either, really, because of the the halftime whistle. But I like. I thought that would have been a bit like again, like you said, but that, that feeling of scoring a goal because I thought it would have been the feeling of scoring a goal before half time. It would have been for Forest had, you know, had, it, they, had often, they bagged it. How often does that produce a good start to the second half? Normally, it's worse. You reckon? I, I Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday is normally worse because it's like well, okay. Again, maybe that's more. I I was hoping that was going to be a big pivotal change moment at half time, and we step it up. I said I thought we did come out quite bright, I, I genuinely thought the opposite. I thought Forest looked pretty damn bright in the second half, beginning of it. Well, definitely in the first five minutes, it was it was theirs. I thought the first five were ours, and then it then they had their chances, but. Because I thought Harris had another two opportunities. Within five minutes, he'd had another two chances in behind. <coughs> and he did nothing with them. But they didn't amount to anything. But, but, but that's what you know. That's what he does. The winger that doesn't get you off your feet, you just sit down. Stay sat down. <laughs> no, he's getting really close to the goal now. Nah, still staying sat down. <laughs> Do you want to lead off second half? <laughs> They're like, Rich, why is your posture so bad? I'm like, oh, he's just he's on the ball so much that I just slouched down. <laughs> yeah, just got slumped further and further and yeah. further into the seat. Don't know how Rich managed it with the, the, the small spacing that he was his seat on the cop, <laughs> but he managed to do it. Say that. Say that. <laughs> regular, regular, regular contortionist over here. Contortionist, yeah. yeah. Mm. Can, if you watch. Uh, if you watch enough Kadeem Harris, you can get yourself into a suitcase. Uh, 46 minute. Well, I guess that's, that's true, actually. But then, like I said, Reach did so well to get forward and reverse pass in Harris. That was mm. nice. But then he just pulled it across really tamely. Yeah. And blocked, and it was out for a Wednesday throw. Yeah. Uh, 49th minute. My comment is, we're really working hard to get next Saturday off, aren't we? <laughs> Horrendously shit back pass. Is that from Burner? Oh yes, uh, yeah. So well, Reach got closed down first, didn't he? Mm. And then Bernard blindly hit such a. That was the weird thing. This is our pitch, and we're the ones that play the slow passes on it. Like the ball is not running particularly nice and true mm-hmm. on the pitch. It's running quite slowly, but it's us playing the short passes to each other. It's not the opposition. They know because it's not. 
this is not high level physics. If it's running a bit slow, hit it a bit harder. And the other opposition seem to just get that, that you can just hit it a bit harder and it'll be fine. But we roll it about to each other and constantly cause difficulties for ourselves. And yeah, set up one of those weird scrambles where again, Westwood madly charged out from his goal. Was it Artie Moira or whatever it is? <laughs> Artie Morty. Yeah. Um, it just, you, you, I mean, I was waiting for him to give away another penalty because he, what he tends to do once he charges out then is fling himself at the player. Regardless of whether he can get the ball, but luckily Graben took the choice out of his hands and and hit a bad shot that uh, went straight into the side netting. I thought Westwood had the, the angle covered. Maybe so. I said yeah, but Graben, I mean, he was doing a lot. Graben takes a few touches and tucks it into the uh, side netting. Hopefully, one of the things he was doing was covering the angle. Uh, casual and dog shit. <laughs> And my commentator said it's a match they've got to, they've got to win and they're doing everything to lose it. Oh, <laughs> oh that is damning. But unfortunately quite true. Very true, yeah. So so we then made our big change. Our only change today. We didn't do our usual plethora. Uh but Rhodes came on for green. And that meant Windass sort of went out to the the wide right uh, up up top, uh, and fairly early on, got himself a chance. Jordan Rhodes, you sound, middle of the goal, you sound a bit free cock- header. What's that? Sorry, he sounded a bit cockney there. Fairly early on, Charlie. Here oh, he is Jordan Rhodes had another. <laughs> the ball's come over. He's the middle. What does he do? Pass it back to the goalkeeper. Him and Samba go way back. Mm. So he dollied him up a lovely, lovely little pass back. <laughs> there you go, me old cocker. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, um, seventy-one minutes. I think probably is our best effort of the game, where Windass sort of followed up. Followed a bit of a lost cause in behind a sort of stray ball over the top and and forced a really good save out of Samba at his near post. Mm. Uh, just from the the basic fact that he looked up and there were no options, so he just hit it as hard as he could at the goal. He whammed it, didn't he? Um, he did, he did. And then from the resulting corner, one of Bannon's worst on a bad day for Bannon generally, he just, again, like Jordan Rhodes, taking Jordan Rhodes' lead, just passed it to the goalkeeper from the resulting corner. So uh, all momentum lost once again. 77th minute, another massive let off because Garner was just stood. You just think he's just going to pick his spot and score Mm. and somehow sort of slipped over and poked it out of play, bundled it out of play. That was a big let off. Mm. Uh, 83rd minute, Windass, great play again, cuts it back for Rhodes who sort of did that nonchalant side foot into the corner thing, but it didn't work because there was a player between him and the corner. Fell to reach and reach just put his head down and thumped it as hard as he possibly could, hoping to either sort of catch a bit of a defender or an attacker on the way in or or maybe the inside of the post, but sadly it just went straight out. Mm. Um, Rotherham are just equalised. All right. There we go. They've, they've got a dog in the fight still as well. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what I don't know. I don't know if that's what I mean. Fighting the dog, I don't know. 
I think I've mixed a metaphor and it's ended up with one that's really awful and harrowing and alludes to dogfights, which I didn't want to. Um, well, don't do that, you're, folks. I've always said you're the Michael Vick of this podcast, Rich. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Uh, where are we? 84th minute, some good smart, smart pressure. Uh, ensured that the ball broke to Bannon, who teed up Rhodes uh, for a chance from from outside the box. I can't decide. I mean, he took the shot on, which is brave. He didn't do very well with it. Should he have maybe held on to it and waited to see what developed? What did you think of that chance in particular? Mm. Not a glaring miss, because obviously it was a long way out, but it's just, could he have, could he have made a better use of the moment? Probably. Probably. He didn't, though, did he? Uh, no, he didn't, no. 93rd minute, a huge moment as Harris is hauled over by Knockhart, inexplicably sort of on the edge of the box, almost mm. a penalty, but not quite. Mm. Uh, took a yellow for his troubles. He's one of those players that if he plays like he does against us, it's amazing that he doesn't have like Hutch-esque numbers of yellow cards because he is... He's a dotty he's boy, the, isn't he? He's the quintessential pain in the backside. He's a dotty boy. <sighs> The, again, there's discussion over the ball. Is Bannon going to take oh, it? Harris going to take it? And then absolutely flabbergasted that such an important moment is left in the hands of a player who's had truly one of the worst performances I've seen all year. And he produces exact. Harris produced exactly the sort of strike. If I had to draw it beforehand, I would have done what he did. It was awful. <laughs> terrible. Terrible free kick. Why was um, Windass nowhere near it? As far as um, I remember, he's the only player that scored from a free kick in... Oh, him and Reach have scored from free kicks. I don't know why Bannon and yeah, Harris have scored yeah. over it. I thought Bannon was going to put it over and we were going to try and go for a header. Yeah, yeah. well, that would that could have worked. Or a shot from Bannon. Well, I mean, it would have been better than Harris doing what Harris did. <laughs> yeah, anything. Any, anything, but, anything would have, but that probably still would have been... That still would have led to his moaning about it on this podcast probably probably you know because i yeah yeah in that situation edge of the box reach wind ass yeah why those two weren't back for that don't know i don't i really don't i understand. don't know and i don't know why harris fought right time should for me have to... tried to do, run a very similar routine to the one reach scored from yeah. against cardiff doing yeah. the opposite of that where wind takes the shot would have been what to do in that situation i would have thought would have been better but, Anything, anything that either would resulted in the ball staying in the box or a shot on target would have been I'm just, better. Than... I'm just imagining you as, uh, you know, in this kind of color commentary <laughs> role, just, just the old days of drawing on screens. <laughs> what he's going to do here is he's going to call it. Uh, <laughs> he's going to call it where it's not even going to get to the near post. It's going to be called too tight, and it's going to be about six feet too high. That's what he's about <clears> to do. You look at the way his body language is, the way the sort of game he's had so far, and the likelihood is this will be a spuffed free kick. (laughs) (laughs) Truly giving the gravitas it deserves to be something from uh, Scottish League One. (laughs) Yeah. Or or maybe Andy Gray. Now on BBC, our broth sports scene, Richard Miller. (laughs) Uh, I was going for that or maybe Andy Gray, but I didn't make any sexist comments. Look at the ass on that. <laughs> there was one last moment. Once again, Jordan Rhodes holds the fate of this team in his hands. 
And once again, he dollies up. It, this was a difficult chance. Certainly very difficult when you go with your head. It looked much easier to volley or control, but Reach played a good cross into him. And he just dollied up the most delicious little Hollywood catch for Samba in goal in the mm-hmm. 94. Uh, yeah, once again, the the fallacy of he doesn't get your <laughs> score if he gets chances is uh, is laid bare. So much of this was all the um, so much of this was the um, you know the uh, the rejects the the the, uh, the outtakes I should say from the first Star Wars, and it's basically it's every time that Luke Skywalker didn't make that shot. You know, it's it's the opposite of good shot. That's one in a million just cuts back to Han Solo being like, "No, Why don't no." You turn your monitor off. <laughs> what is designed for? <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh, That's Jordan. Just Jordan Rose being like, it's just it's like shooting Womp Rats on Tatooine. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, we've got we've gone giddy because uh, Swansea have, have completed oh, their oh, oh, oh. It's full time. It's full time. Let say. Oh, it's uh, we're demob happy as a result. Um, and there's been a whistle blown at the Liberty Stadium. <laughs> but which way is it going? This. <laughs> It's full time. It's full time. <laughs> Jeff, he's still full time, by the way. He's still <laughs> just calling him in the night. It's two a.m., mate. Just so you know, <laughs> they still lost. Uh, <laughs> I just but my 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 my. Um, well, we'll go through your notes, but my final sort of post-match comments. Bannon interview post-match looks and sounds like he's been crying. I know the feeling. Uh, and then Monk sloughs off any blame with banal nonsense and no self-awareness at all in the studio. Such a strange experience to see a man that is well and truly uh, at the heart of, uh, you know, the trial of why did this, why has this season gone so terribly wrong? Um, we'd certainly spent a good week interviewing Gary Monk on all of his various failings. Uh, but so strange to have him in the studio, just kind of God mode, looking over everything like he like he has no no impact on it whatsoever. I'd love to get, we need to get him on the podcast, Rich. <laughs> just, to, just to wash his hands live. Yeah. Not my fault. <laughs> Too coy for it to be my fault. Uh, any uh, any more notes for you for you from yourself on that second half? Uh, da, 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 da. Really bad substitution. I mean, I can see your mentality of saying Green was bad, which I get, but uh, yeah, really damning that John Rhodes brought on the fifty fourth minute. Mm. Such an unbalanced squad. One of the notes. Uh, such an underwhelming performance given the circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fear of the big stage, performance anxiety. Maybe, maybe Sheffield Wednesday needs to be brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> yeah, I'm just also straight, say, cut out the middleman. Just go straight for Viagra. There we go. Speaking of speaking of naughty things, um, <laughs> Nottingham Forest 
brought to you by Boxed, the worst name for a company. Yeah. The name anywhere remotely near. I have a thing about the term box because it's just it just unfortunately reminds me of a woman's woman's vagina, the crass name for a woman's vagina. <laughs> unfortunately reminds you. Just yeah, one of the least one of the things you would never ever say to a member of the opposite sex. <laughs> And in the face of it, you 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 make the same sort of decisions that uh, same quality of decisions that that Kadeem Harris does. And boxed with a T. I mean, it it's sticking in my brain mm. because it's awful. Boilers, apparently. Boilers. Okay, just awful, awful sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, what they should have is the chairman's surname, big and bold. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Nottingham Forest with their money-making schemes. Mm, Chancery makes me think about uh, makes me think about a really quality quality leisureware company. Um, I'm also getting inspiration for a really really reliable and conscientious taxi service. Um, what else? <laughs> uh, pace but no urgency. That's something I said. Um, was there anything else? No, I think you covered all of them. Um, just a comment, just before he came on. Commentator said, Lyle Taylor hadn't scored in 26 league games. Wow. No. I do really feel, because we've seen him twice now, I really feel we dodged a bullet on, on Lyle Taylor. He's been a bit of a busted flush, hasn't he? Mm. He looks like he should be really good. Yeah, he looks that way. <laughs> I was... It was weird with him, wasn't it? Because, I mean, they were like, oh, he, he didn't want to play. He didn't want to sign your contract. He didn't want to play after the post-lockdown for Charlton because he knew he was off. Similar tones to Stephen Fletcher, but just, you know, it felt very much for him like this is his big day. Yeah. And there seemed to be talk of him going to Turkey to, like, Galatasaray. So it seemed to be, like, something like that. And he ends up at Forest, who fundamentally, you know, big club. <laughs> yeah. But still doesn't feel like a big gear change wasn't the big gear change to kind of stick your nose up at sheffield wednesday you know so there was a bit of a narrative of they're they're headed for a big overhaul in the summer have they had a takeover this season is that the idea no idea no no idea it was just like oh he likes the back four but he doesn't really like anything else and he's going to have a big overhaul in the summer and i think he sort of said as much in his pre-match comments right like it's about it's about these players showing what they can do before the the big before my turn in the summer whip out my uh, my uh, gustavo fring hatchet yes wow so the bottom of the table now looks wild yep i think the only game still going as we speak right now wickham a beat uh winning against Bournemouth 1-0, which I'm sure... Mm, which puts them on 40 points as well. Yeah, but their uh, they're goal difference... Their goal difference is, is terrible, is, but... They're um, pretty much done, to be honest but with But still, you. they've done well to... Congratulations to Ainsworth to um, not fail quite as badly as everybody expected them to. Could you imagine a situation, this could happen... <laughs> Where they um, score 37 goals. Oh no, like... Three teams could be ended up on forty-three points. Well, they yeah, yeah, and be relegated. That could easily happen, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Rotherham, if Rotherham match forty-three, they're good because that goal difference. That goal difference is uh, is pretty considerable. 
unless we just whip out our big uh, Callum Patterson tallywhackers against Derby. <laughs> so we'd need a Cardiff plus plus, wouldn't we? To, uh... <laughs> we'd need a Cardiff plus plus, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so but then Rotherham would have to win. So they have to win at least one nil. So they're they're at the very least they are forty four fifty nine. They are five goals. Yeah, one win. One win from the remaining two games they have because they've got their midweek game against Luton. Yes. We've got to hope uh, JB Development does it in favour. Yeah. Sat 12th. They've won the last two games. They're, they're actually in good form. So uh, they're still... That is good. I mean, there's still hope that I um, will get to um, get to have a lie-in next week. <laughs> good stuff. I love that still your, your main <laughs> purview on this. But what about my lion? But what about my lion, Reg? But what about it? Oh, so if we hadn't, this is where you you do have to, you know, we've we've talked about the players and their failings. Mm. The players have had a season good enough for safety, but the chairman couldn't get the paperwork in in time. So uh, <laughs> without that points deduction, we would be safe for this stage. Hmm. So that's another way to look at things, just in terms of doling out dollops of blame. Gary Monk well and truly deserves some time in the uh, in the witness box, but uh, I think Mr. Chancery will be the, the focus of the crimes. The punishment doled out at the end. Exactly more. Oh, rough. So, so with a draw oh. for the format mm-hmm. of different gravy... Um, as you know, we used to do. We used to go through all the players, and I enjoyed doing it. But I'm going to be honest; I just had all. I had that. Um, I had that surgical procedure at the beginning of the year, Rich, which was having all my enthusiasm removed for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> so typically, we'll do it. We if we win, let's say hero of the piece. If we lose, yes, the villain of the piece, and we've drawn one of the lesser spotted Sheffield Wednesday draws. Well, did anybody stand out positively today? Stand out positive. Um, I've got to get some kudos to Westwood for that penalty save. I think if you're looking, he must be up there in the the, uh, MOM territory, right? Do you get reward for making up for your own mistake? Mm, Well, I I would have put more blame at the, the, the feet or the head of Adam Reach, I should say. I think Reach definitely deserves a a hearty portion of blame, but it's another Westwood situation where he absolutely did not need to. So, so if it's starfish. if it's an extra large dominoes of blame bridge and yeah. it's twelve slices, 12 how slices many slices of blame? Oh, is um, is is it's your boys Reach and West Westy? Richie and Westy. Well, <clears throat> I think Westwood gets slices at both. You know, if you if you're working round the pie clockwise, <laughs> Westwood gets the first slice or two because that pass was truly bizarre into Reach. So he mm. is he's the patient zero of this mistake. Is he, <laughs> he makes the first mistake? <laughs> he's the first cough on the train. Adam Reach then sneezes in the face of everybody. So. So he he definitely like is a super spreader event 
of a of a person. <laughs> and then Westwood rounds the whole thing out with the with the dreadful unnecessary star jump. He's really not good one on one. He nearly always gives away penalties one on one. I don't know. He was so vociferously claiming for something, and I have no idea what it well, was. He's still angry about it after the event, wasn't he? That was because he didn't get anywhere near the ball, and it was definitely in the box. I just cannot fathom what he was what he was complaining about. Um. Okay, so in terms of the pizza, I think the first two slices go to Westwood. Adam Reach gorges himself on the next eight, and then Westwood eats the last two to to complete the the the, the feast of 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 error. So, kind of yeah, eight 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 to four to so uh, mm. one quarter portion for for Westwood quarter and uh, three quarter portion for for each. Um, but it was a great save. It was a great save. It was a great save. So, okay. So maybe would you say and it's it's negligent? I suppose it's get it's get regardless of where the error came from, it's game over if we lose. And that so goal was the Kieran most... Westwood as my name. My name is Eldip. He's made up for his wrongs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a bit like Woodward with the Super League thing. Sort of, he's taken this project all the way to the line and over it and then resigned in a fit of conscience. And we're like, does that mean you're slightly a good guy or are you an evil guy who... <laughs> like, it's really quite hard to tell how much... Mm. But it was it was a great save um, from the penalty, so it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. And it's not there's not many people getting, getting praise here. I'm, ha- I'm vaguely happy for Westwood to get the nod. Uh, maybe Pelopesi. I thought Pelopesi did a good job. Pelopesi was good, yeah, very quiet yeah, for most of it. Um, he also made a burst. There was a moment where um, he made a burst for. I don't know what he would have done with it. More, more than likely, something worse than Harris. But there was a point where Rhodes could have played him through pretty much through the middle of their defence. And he and he chose not to. He, he picked a, a. I think he passed it to Patterson on the right wing instead, and it sort of went to nothing. But I, I love the fact that he's like doing his job and also still kind of got a bit of that puppy dog enthusiasm to try and try and make things happen further forward, even though he has none of the skills to uh, to do to make any useful uh, interventions there. Uh, villain, villain of the piece. Harris, yeah, Harrison Rhodes both probably in the in the running for that, and but I think, but it's it's very much a Shakespearean question, isn't it? Is it is it better to have <laughs> is it better to have gone in positions and spunk them away than to have never had positions at all? Yeah, which is the um you know the 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 argument you know on which one is side. nobler in the mind? On one side, it's uh, Harris and Burner. Harris Burner Palmer on the flip side of that is Andrew Green and Cal Patterson. Mm. I just think Rhodes had enough. If he produced one decent header out of three, he had three good chances today. Yeah. He didn't make any of them look like chances, look like things that should have accounted I for know, anything. I know, but I just again. And then but then Harris, think about ten minutes in. Think about if Harris scored ten minutes in. That would today would have been a different different story. Well, well and truly. Okay, now I'm happy for to pour all of the 
hot bubbling scorn on uh, on Harris. Call it blame sauce. Yeah. Just cover blame Harris sauce. in some blame sauce. I'm going to marinate you up in blame sauce, and then when you're done, add some more blame sauce. <laughs> We're going to slow roast Kadeem Harris. We just, over a period of 12 hours, is going to be like, you're shit, you're terrible. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for trauma fans that you didn't get your juicy nuggets of uh, of heartbreak live but and I'm sorry for Luke that he does he's he's still there's still the potential that he, he has to get up next uh, next week get up early but I'm pleased that Wednesday is still there's still a vague possibility of staying up I guess if we would have won well let's think about it if we would have won it might have produced a response from the opposition. The, the, the other well, it's team. still the it's still the same situation. If we would have won today, because since Derby lost, we'd still need. Hang on, so we oh, yeah we got a point, so that goes to forty points. If we would have won, that would be forty two points. We still need to win next week. I think so, it would have put more pressure on Rotherham. And right. Yeah, there is that. It would have meant we wouldn't. We it would have meant we couldn't be like Rotherham can still relegate us Tuesday, can't they? Whereas yeah. I, I think if we won, yeah, that would have they, been the case. If they win, it's it's pretty much done. Really. Yeah. It could be interesting. It could just get two draws, but it, yeah. they just need to win one of the two games, and then they're good. Yeah. And then we're done, and Derby are done. Oh, isn't it fun? Which would be fun. All these fun mutations. It would be funny for Wayne Rooney to... It would be very funny. Lead. Especially with the big takeover as well. Big takeover, I know. Leading... Swanging takeover. Leading Derby to the promised land. Oh. <laughs> FL League one. Take a step back. Wayne Rooney's Re- there like, you said you wanted a slice of the action, la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it you in the Papa John's trophy. They are, they are in the worst. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the worst form of anybody at the moment, Derby. They have lost their last five in a row. Just to go back and say thank you, thank you again to Paul for the email. Uh, just yes. a, another another bit is, um, is it better to have got a slice of the action with the Papa John's trophy than to have never got a slice of the action with the Papa John's trophy at all? <laughs> Or get a slice of some pain with the Johnson's paint trophy. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, let's leave. We should leave it there. Next week, you know, when heartbreak when heartbreak is covered, we can then <laughs> talk about whether um, you know whether Chiboy Chiboy whether we can talk about what happens with um, the television rights for the Papa John's Trophy. <laughs> uh, if, if, Wednesday, if Wednesday played Newcastle under 23s in a forest with no one around to watch it, does it, does it still happen? Is it still tedious? Does, does John Joe Shelby still have an air of superiority that's entirely unearned? <laughs> Do you remember we beat when we beat them at St James's Park? He was slagging off. He's like, 
can't wait till we get up to the Premier League. The teams don't uh, press you in the same way and I'll have a lot more time on the ball. Oh, yeah, John Joe, how's it going there? You're definitely the star, aren't you? Um, constantly playing for Newcastle, pinging those balls around. What a player. He just needed to be a level up to get better. More wrong. Oh, now he's the knobhead who shall not be named because we've all forgotten who he is. <laughs> He does have a look of Voldemort about him, to be honest. Exactly. There we go. A dragool sort of air to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Schrodinger's relegation. Mm. Uh, we are still not opening that box. We It may have been opened for us by Rotherham midweek, but uh, we, we can't possibly know that at this stage. So, stop asking us. Uh, Schrodinger's <laughs> so boxed. Yeah, Schrodinger's boxed. Uh, is it a boiler? Is it a sex toy? Is it a relegation? We'll find out next week on Different Gravy.